We're holding at the beginning of Yeshua. And we're going to talk about, learn tonight the message, the first Nebuah, the first prophecy that HaKadosh Baruch gives to Yeshua. And he says to him like this, Moshe Abdi Meis. And therefore, Vato now, Moshe is no longer here, Kum Avaris Ayyadin Azeh. He gave instructions across the island, which means going into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe wasn't zaychut to that in his lifetime. Hashem punished him that he wouldn't be zaychut to go into Eretz Yisrael. But Yisrael was given the commandment to, when he esteemed the leadership, to bring Klaish onto Eretz Yisrael. And then Hashem repeats to him the, the same covenant that he originally made with Moshe. This makes Pasuk's Mamish written Kemet Mephorish in the Torah. Any place where you, your footsteps, I've given it to you. The same pasuk is in the Devarim. And then he goes to the border of Eretz Yisrael. That's in the north in our which is the Mediterranean Sea. Therefore, Hashem repeats the promise to Yeshua that it will be successful. You will conquer all of Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't get all the way to Narprast, though. He was meant to. We'll see. And then he says, yeah. No one will ever stand up against you your entire life. Hashem says, and just like I was with Moshe, I'll be with you the same way. That's the first part of the Nebuah. The second part we're going to see next is the instruction to Yeshua. But the first part was the guarantee. The guarantee that you'll be successful to conquer Eretz Yisrael, and all will stand up to, to, so to speak, oppose you. Hashem will continue the same way he continued with Moshe. Now, why was this so important? So, I'll share with you a yisoid I heard once from Rabbi Moshe Shapiro, unbelievable. And he was talking then about where do we find that Moshe sent the Miraglim and he didn't realize the danger in sending Miraglim. In the beginning, Moshe agreed to send Miraglim. And it turned a tragedy. Where did Moshe go wrong, so to speak? Why didn't he realize the danger that would be in sending Miraglim, which later on caused the problem? So Moshe was convinced that Klayashal wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael. That was the next step. In the, in the, studying the miracle was just the preparation for, so to speak, the conquest, the invasion. And therefore, there'd be no, there would be no reason for Klayashal to be afraid of going into Eretz Yisrael. So what's the danger of studying the Why were Klayashal so afraid? So we see an underlying theme. It's not the only time in the Torah we see it. We see it other places also. Says of Moshe that Klai Yisrael were aware of a factor that Moshe wasn't. And it happened just before. Just before the Pasha of the Miraglim, at the end of Baal there's the story of Moshe telling Hashem, Hashem, I can't manage to leave Klai Yisrael on my own. I can't manage to do it on my own. And Hashem tells Moshe, that's the case, choose the Canaan. 
They will join you in the burden of carrying the people. And Moshe says, how many is the Kenyan I meant to choose? Hashem says 70 is the Kenyan. Isvili, 70 people. And the Gemara tells us Moshe has a question. There are 12 Shvatim. Each one is going to want to contribute the same amount of Kenyan. If each of the 12 Shvatim is going to contribute 6 Kenyan, I'm going to end up with 72 Kenyan. So how am I going to choose 70? Which Shavit is going to be left out, so to speak, and they're going to complain? That Shavit wasn't fairly treated. It says the Gemara Moshe didn't need to worry because two of the elect Kainim, they chose not to join the minion. They chose not to be part of this Kainim. And as a reward, Hashem gave them the book. And those are the two Nevim, Eldad and Maidad. But they were misnabim v'machane. Even though they didn't join, so to speak, the, the 70s Kainim, they were still in the Machane, but they were given the book and the Machane. Now, what in the book were they given? What was in the word that was told to Elder and Medad? And remember, this was at the time when Moshe was the Novi. So what in the word didn't go through Moshe? What time when the, when the word went to Elder and Medad, so to speak, directly and not through Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe would die. Oh, so it says Chazal. Moshe, Moshe is going to die and Yeshua is going to bring Christ on to Israel. Now, Moshe wasn't aware of that in the word. It wasn't in the word given to him. It was in the word given to them. And if that would be Masnavi Bamachana, it means Klai shall hurt us Nabu. So did Moshe, this is the difference between what Moshe Rabbeinu thought and what Klai Shal thought. Moshe thought, this was before Mayim River, the Klai Shal on track to go to Eretz Yisrael, they'll go in, they'll be successful. Klai Shal had already heard Moshe's not going to be the one <coughs> to take us in. Moshe Mace. And if that's the case, Klai Shal was very afraid because they were relying on the schools of Moshe Rabbeinu. And if Moshe is not going to take us in, then who says we have enough schools to go into Eretz Yisrael? The same thing we find by the Egel Azov. The first factor which led to the mistake of Egel Azov, Moshe is gone. And now what's going to happen to us? Kizem Moshe Ish, what happened to Moshe? Without Moshe, we're not going to be able to continue. That same underlying mistake repeated itself again. Klai Yisrael felt Moshe Mace, how are we going to go in? And that's why Moshe didn't realize the danger of Miraglim. He didn't realize the morale of Klai Yisrael. He thought everyone was raring to go, so to speak. He didn't read as Klai Yisrael deathly afraid. They'd heard in the book that Moshe won't be the one to bring them in. And that was the starting point. That was the starting point which set, set the Miraglim wrong, so to speak. They were afraid of Eretz Yisrael. When was this Nebuah? When was the Nebuah? Before the Miraglim. Before, in Kibar Satav. In Parshish Palaisra. In Miraglim and in Parshish Now, if that's the case, we understand the, the starting point over here. Moshe Abdi Mace. How does Hashem start talking to Yeshua? Moshe is dead. But, but so you're going to be the one to bring Klai Yisrael in. That Nebuah had materialized. Moshe Mace Yeshua Machnis. And that's why Hashem has to start off by encouraging him. Don't be afraid, Yeshua. You're going to manage to do it. I'm going to be with you. Because otherwise there was a fear. Without the schusim of Moshe, how are we going to manage? And so Hashem is encouraging twice. We'll see again a third time later. Don't be afraid. I will be, what I promised to Moshe, I will promise you also. The collective schusim of Klai Yisrael, they still deserve, even without Moshe Rabbeinu, they still deserve to be brought into Israel. That's what I promised him. Like I told to Moshe, 
I'll give the land I promised to Moshe. Kasher ha'yisi Moshe ye'emach. We shouldn't be afraid that without Moshe we don't have the schusim, so to speak, to conquer Israel. That's also why he starts off with the Hakdama, which is sure and you. You sure knew Moshe was dead. Why does Hashem have to repeat? Moshe Abdi Mes. Moshe, my servant died, and now I'm telling you, it was in a Chama. Don't think that now that Moshe is not here, Klai Yisrael won't be able to be successful. Don't think that now without Moshe Rabbeinu, Klai Yisrael can't continue. Moshe has died, but Klai Yisrael will continue. You're going to be the one to do it. So that's the first part of the Nebuah to Yisrael. The Nechama, so to speak. And the encouragement, you're going to be the one to do it. Now the second part of the Nebuah. Hashem tells him the same instruction three times. And you have to understand why it's not being repetitive. Starting with Pasuk Vav, Hashem says to him first, Chazak ve'emats, be strong and have courage. You're going to be the one to give him Eretz Yisrael. That's the first time. And then again in Pasuk Zayim, Rak, only, Chazak ve'emats me'oid, be strong and have lots of courage. To keep the whole Torah. And he repeats it a second time. You should always keep the Torah and never leave it. Because that's the key to success. And then for the third time, in Pasuk Tess, I haven't already told you to be strong and to have courage. And obviously, the unfortunate we want to explain why does she have to repeat this idea three times? Three times just to say again, Chazak Vemat, Chazak Vemat, Chazak Vemat. What's the necessary repetition? So the Vilna here explains something very beautiful. And the Vilna explains that there are three duties of a Jewish leader. There are three functions that a Jewish king has. And Yeshua is being instructed in his three roles, so to speak, as the leader of Klai Yisrael. What are the three roles of Klai Yisrael? For Emesis, Rashi also goes through this, but it's, it's, it's going, this Marachid explains it a bit more. Rashi also goes through this. The first role is, he says, Chazak Pemat B'Derech The second role, Chazak Pemat B'Tayrech. And the third time, Chazak Be'emat Be'muchama. What are the three roles of a Jewish king? The first, I'm just going to order the Pesukim. The first role is what we call Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz doesn't mean good manners. Derech Eretz means, like we've seen in other places also, Derech Eretz means taking care of how society is set up in this world. And therefore, the first the function of a king is to establish a fair society. To set things up, to set the kingdom up in such a way where it's run fairly, where everything works properly. Everything, the economy, the finances, the health, whatever it's going to be. He has to set up a system which works for the people in the country. He's responsible for that. So that's the first thing You're going to be the one to give it to Israel. You have to set it up, make sure like you sure did. Where the, where the borders, where the roads, Right, the that you should have made exactly how to set up Eretz Yisrael and what's fair, and where you're allowed to take sticks from other people's forests, and how we're going to differentiate between the properties. Setting up the country, you're going to have the job, Yeshua. It's your job to set up a country called Eretz Yisrael. That's the first job of the king. Chazak v'emat. You have to. 
was first in Tavara, I'll talk about the two languages, Chazak and Emat. But the first job you have, you have to stand up here to stroll the country. Uh, the king is the chief executive of a country. He has to set up a country which runs. The second job, the second function of the king, is he's responsible to teach, to make sure that everyone's keeping the time. That's the responsibility of the king, that's to make sure Klai Yisrael's keeping the time. And that's the second thing. Rak chazak That you also have the function to make sure Klai Yisrael's keeping the Allah, keeping the time. There's learning okay, the next passage. You can never have a time when you're not involved yourself in learning Torah. Okay, we're going to talk about this in the Chinuch Shir, on Shabbos morning. But this is a, a golden rule. And that is, if you want to make sure the Torah is being kept, the way to do it is by learning Torah. When Torah is learned, Torah is kept. When Torah isn't being learned, then it's impossible to keep it. There's a famous, very famous word to the Radvaz. The Radvaz says, on the Pasuk in Mishle, it says, Kiner mitzvah v'terar. That a mitzvah is compared to a candle, a terror is compared to a fire, a source of light. And the Radvaz says, what's the difference between a candle and a light? And the Radvaz says, the difference is, what happens when the wind blows? When the wind starts to blow, it blows out a candle. But if you have a fire, the wind just makes the fire stronger. It says the Radvaz, any place where Yiddishkeit was based on keeping mitzvahs, Blew out. Whatever the opposition was, whether it was uh, democracy or whether it was communism or whether it was any other form of popular spirit at the time, it, it died. Any place where there was a basis of Torah learning, opposition just made it stronger. And it's the same thing here. In order to maintain Yiddishkeit, you have to make sure to keep learning Torah. That's the fire which, so to speak, maintains keeping the mitzvahs as well. Agav, the advisor was talking when he said this. It was the turn of the century in New York. He came from Tzad to New York. He spoke to him. That's what he said. He said, he's been around and he sees lots of people keeping mitzvahs. But he sees there's no Torah learning. And without Torah learning, it's going to go out. The Koyach only comes, a cube of a place of Yiddish guys, only when there's Torah to keep. So that's the second, to get back to what you're talking about, that's the second function of the king. The first function, to establish a society, to establish a country. The second one to make sure the country is keeping the Torah. And the third one is Nuhama. Right? That's the third that, that that's the third function of the king. That the Moshe already asked who the leader was going to be. The one that's going to bring them out to battle, the one's going to bring them back. Part of the job of the Jewish king is to lead the battle also. And that's the third thing Hashem tells him. Don't be afraid of battle. And Rashi points out in the Torah already that the derech of non-Jewish kings, so they would say at home protective, they send the soldiers out to fight. Masha'en came by Kaishal. The king's job was to lead the battle, so to speak, which is the Chorah being in the most dangerous position. That's in the front of the army. I commanded you to do that also. That's your job as a king, to be the one who's going to lead, so to speak, Kaishal to battle. We find what David Amelech was Hashem, get the Nach, we'll see also in detail. The same three minus. He was responsible for the wealth of Klai Yisrael. He was responsible for the terror of Klai Yisrael. And he was responsible for fighting the wars of Klai Yisrael. Those are the functions of a leader. And that's why at the beginning of Yeshua's career, after encouraging him that, he's, that even though Moshe is not here, he'll, have, he'll be the one to continue, Hashem, Hashem gives him these three instructions. What are your jobs as a king? What are your jobs as a leader? 
Your job is to establish the society. In this case, you're the first man in Israel to establish the country. Set up Eretz Israel in such a way that it's a, it's a working society. Your job is to ensure that keeping the Torah, and your job is to want to declare Israel to battle. But number one is more Iker than Ter? It's not more important, it's but it comes in order. It comes in order. Right. Exactly. It's Derech Eretz. That comes first. And then when you have these three things, now Hashem finishes the verb by telling him, Ki imcha Hashem when you're doing with the job expected from a king, the Hashem is with you in everything you're going to do. So let's talk about tonight. That was in the first Nevoah that Hashem gave to Yeshua.